gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Dear friends in Christ, you have received the very precious gift of faith through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be yours in abundance in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. It's a new year in the church. With the coming of Advent, we begin the year of Mark, year B of our three-year lectionary cycle. Most of the gospel lessons on Sunday for the next year will come from the gospel according to Mark. Each of the four gospels has a unique perspective on the life and person of, our, of Jesus Christ, the Christ. We are blessed to have four different versions of the life and ministry of our Lord. Mark was probably the first gospel written down. It tells the story very concisely, moving right along. A favorite word in Mark's gospel is the word immediately. Things happen quickly, and then Mark is on to another incident. So it isn't very surprising that Mark's gospel begins rather abruptly. Today we hear the first eight verses. <clears throat> After verse eight, we're already at the baptism of our Lord. Does this mean that for Mark, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, happens at his baptism? There are those that say that Jesus was a fairly ordinary Jew until he was baptized and the Holy Spirit came into him. These people believe that God adopted Jesus when Jesus was baptized. This view was prominent in the third and fourth centuries and was one of the reasons that leaders of the early church gathered in Nicaea to hammer out what, was the, what it was exactly that they believed about the nature of Jesus Christ. They came up with the Nicene Creed, which says <clears throat> that we believe Jesus the Christ is true God and true man. Christ is one with God for all eternity. In Jesus of Nazareth, true man born of the Virgin Mary, God entered into human history to share our lives. Through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, 
we have been invited to share the life of God forever. Above all, Mark the Evangelist knew that the coming of the Messiah was and is good news. So he starts his story of Jesus with these words, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is tremendous good news for you and me and our neighbor. But where does it begin? Even though the gospel according to Mark begins with the baptism of our Lord, with no mention of the infancy or childhood, I think Mark is saying that the good news about Jesus the Christ, God's Son, begins long before. Let's look at the opening lines again. The beginning of the good news of Jesus, the, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah. So it seems to me that Mark places the beginning of the good news in the prophetic word of Isaiah. Isaiah was sent to a people in exile because they had turned their backs on God and the king, on God, the kingdom of Israel and Judah had been defeated by Babylon and carried into captivity. There in the midst of hopelessness and despair, the word of God comes to him, comes to them. It is a word of comfort and encouragement. <clears throat> God has not cast them off forever. God will gather them together again. He will care for his people as a good shepherd cares for his flock. By locating the beginning of the good news in the word of God, which stands forever, Mark too is pointing to the eternal existence of Christ our Savior. In our Old Testament lesson, the first reading today, is from the, from the prophet Isaiah, this very passage which Mark refers to when he makes this connection between God's word of promise and the life and ministry of Jesus of Nazareth. When we look at the whole passage from Isaiah 40, it is extremely noteworthy that several sections of this passage were included in the composition of the inspired musical masterpiece Messiah by George Frederick Handel. Andrew Davies, the conductor of the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, which is featured in the CD which we have at home of, of Messiah, says this, there is no denying the fact that the Messiah is by far the most popular of all works in the choral literature. We, li we listen to Messiah several times each Christmas and Easter season. It is far and away my favorite music. Messiah is so popular because Handel found the balance between music and message. The music was composed in a very short period of time. When I say that I believe Handel was inspired when he wrote Messiah, I mean it literally. I believe the Holy Spirit was using a great musician to help many other people believe what Handel believed, that the coming of Jesus the Messiah into our world is really good news. Like the, evangelist Mark, like the evangelist Mark, Handel heard the good news in Isaiah chapter 40. Five different passages from this section of Isaiah are used in Handel's Messiah. The opening recitative, and perhaps the most famous after the Hallelujah Chorus, is from verses 1 through 3. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. The part of this text that Mark remembers is combined in the first two vocal pieces in Messiah, 
which then culminate in the wonderful chorus, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. A little bit later in the oratorio, Handel picks up on the mission of the church, which is stated in verse nine, say unto the people of Judah, behold your God. We share the blessed vocation of Mark and George Handel. It is our calling as people of God to tell the good news. God has come to comfort and forgive his people. Christians are those who have experienced in some way or another the good news found in Isaiah 40, which became available to all people through Jesus Christ. Toward the end of the Christmas section of the oratorio, Handel gives voice to that experience we share as, as he again uses words from Isaiah 40, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd and he shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. The good news begins in the heart of God. In the person of Jesus, the Messiah, the good news exists for all eternity. Isaiah and many of the other prophets had glimpses of the good news. The writers of the New Testament realized that the good news about God has taken human form in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, says John the Evangelist. We wait to again celebrate the dawning of the light of life in the birth of Jesus. We also wait for the fulfillment of all God's promises when Jesus comes again. And in the meantime, as we are waiting, we can welcome the good news into our lives over and over again. Mark's gospel tells us about the beginning of the good news. This good news, which comes from the heart of God and declares God's steadfast love to those who belong to the Lord, was recognized by the prophets and proclaimed by the apostles and evangelists. When Jesus went public with his ministry, the good news began to spread. Today, it reaches your heart and mine through God's word in water, bread, and wine, and in the fellowship of God's people. Let us join together today with the psalmist and make this resolution. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying, for you speak peace to your faithful people and to those who turn their hearts to you. Amen. Oh,